Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Celtic Now and for our podcast. Once again, my name is Ryan Clifford. Join me again as co host Robert Boyle. Robert, how's things, mate? Oh, good, Ryan. Thanks. Yourself. Not bad, mate. As we know, it's uh, a big weekend, Scottish Cup. Um, did, did a podcast for the Livingston game, so we'll briefly talk about that and obviously the latest news. Um, John is this week for the first time the podcast is Joe Reed. Joe, how's things, mate? Hi, all good, buddy. How are you? As I mate, not bad. I think it's getting more positive now. Um, every podcast with Danes kind of getting better, so hopefully another positive outcome this weekend. But um, obviously yourself, John, you're back on. How's things? Good, John. Good to see you. Um, as I say, Robert, it's a big week coming. Um, a good result against Livingston. We'll briefly touch on it. Um, again, 6 nothing win. A bit more clinical than we have been. So we've been creating a lot of chances in the height. It was a game that we were due to kind of win with a lot of goals because it was coming. I did say it, Ryan, in the last podcast. I said we've had far too many shots. Once we get a wee bit more clinical, our team was going to take an absolute down off us. I just wish it was a Sunday. It might be easy. Still, um, I I thought a build-up when that it's always been good, but when we got to the final third, we were just a wee bit lacking composure in the final third. But on Sunday there, it really could have been... Uh, Saturday there, it could have been 10. It really could have been. Um, I, I, I think the football has been good under Kennedy, kind of two-touch football, and the players are starting to kind of get these coaching and we're playing quite well now, to be honest with you. I think, um, obviously, Joe, the last few weeks we've been not really scoring a lot of goals and he created a lot of chances. And I think it was, as Robert says, it was it was probably coming a result like that. I think a big difference is Forrest coming back. He gives you, he's, he's a natural wide player that wants to run at people and it gives you the focal point rather than across, across, across. He's, he's more direct and just what Robert says, it was coming. I don't know if we played really well or Livingston played bad, though. That's that's the problem. But it was coming, and the amount of chances we've created the last few weeks, it, it's always been on the cards. So hopefully that we've been waiting in this game so long, thinking, right, this is a game to turn up. Hopefully we can bring it into Sunday now and move on. I, I definitely agree with you, Joe. Um, to give you two, it's definitely coming. Um, I think... <coughs> As you say, Robert, um, I think John will agree, John, that we, we are creating a lot of chances. I, I know there's been a, people saying maybe the, the type of play we're playing is the same as learning, but I definitely can see a tiny bit of progression in the way we're playing. It's a bit more forward playing, and I think maybe at the back with Ayer and Welsh, they're playing well, and 
obviously maybe prefer Julian to play there, but the boy Welsh has come in and done though we've done much wrong in my opinion, John. Ah, uh, he's just tweaked it a wee bit, hasn't he? Just a couple of wee changes. Uh seem to be going forward a lot more. Um and also looking a bit more comfortable at the back with Ayer and Welsh forming a wee bit of a partnership. Um must say the boy Welsh played well last week and the week before. He seems to be progressing well every week. Maybe that's because he's got a, the same partner every week, and Ayer. It was earlier on this season, the back line was changing every week, wasn't it? We have seen that as, obviously, talking about the last two Rangers games, the defence was a bit more settled, and obviously we, we did get beat Ibrox, but you think the last two games, it has kind of turned, Robert, um, and obviously, I think that's kind of, it's just for me, it's better positive kind of attitude going forward, because before Lennon left, it was just, every, every game was just doom and gloom, and even that game, Again, against Livingston, that could have only been a one or two nothing scrape one. And I think it was as Joe said, I know it was that Livingston playing poor and us really just been okay. But I think in general, it was just good to get that kind of a few goals and a bit more confidence flowing through the team. I think what Joe touched on was James Forrest makes a massive difference. And you can see John Joe Kenny and him seem to have a decent partnership. It's two people coming down the right hand side, that's it's not just one guy. You're getting coming down that side we had with Frank Pong or John Joe Kenny on his own. Forrest stretches games and he can drift inside and let Joe Joe Kenny go and outside in his one twos and stuff. Goals broke two goals back in two games and I think it's one assist, maybe might be mere. I can't really remember it's been that long. Um if we've done a podcast, but just what he brings to the team is it's the difference. He has a difference that obviously makes his jail and his goals and assist ratios second to none, you know what I mean? So I think that, as your dad Nat touched on as well, Ryan, is you're starting to get a settled team. You're no chucking and changing all the time. And probably that was been the problem with injuries and lack of form all season. We've probably hit a wee bit of, not a bit of form, but we're starting to get a couple of games together with a settled team and it's you're starting to notice the difference in the Celtic team. As, as you and Joe touched on James Forrest, um, the first goal, again, Forrest, Tumble, Edward. I thought and as well, I know Edward, we can maybe see he's not really up to standard, but in certain parts of the game, you see him, Joe, you do see he does do a lot of good things. It might not be something you see all the time, but someone he's nice for you touches, you don't realise how good they actually are and it brings guys into the game. Mate, it's like some people watch the highlights of games or you can even bet the game or watching it on the TV, you only see what the camera shows you. But when you're at the game, and if you watch, he might be doing runs to pull people off the ball. You don't see the full picture. It's it's kind of a false. Like, people say he's never done that much, but you don't know what running he's done off the ball, link-up play or whatever. It's, it's hard, because every time he doesn't score now, people say, oh, he's down tools. But, like... Sometimes he's up very sell. Sometimes he's is is the, the guys have said they're their own. Every every team needs needs a hardcore eight or nine. And now and again, one or two come in and out. Lennon was changing six, seven, eight players. It, it, you've played football it's so hard. It's, it, it, I mean, for weeks, Ajeti was the main man, and it was Kamara. You can't do that. You, you've got to just get guys around their team and build partnerships and. I mean, 
Elna Hussey, I thought was outstanding against Livy. But is that him because he's played in the same team, like with the same players a couple of weeks? Or is he getting different instructions now? Or you just don't know what's going on. Well, an issue, Joe. Um, I, I, I personally think, I just think he's been getting a bit of freedom to can express himself. Um, and again, that could be his position where, again, where, as I say, obviously in other podcasts, we only as fans, we can maybe say he should play there, play there. But beyond all the managers go to decide where his best position is. And I don't think he's really been playing in a position where he's been playing up front and he's playing here, he's playing here. And as you says, is uh, Joe Touchstone, John, Ellen Lucy playing a position where He's maybe get that freedom, and I, I agree with Joe that I thought he was really good on Saturday, um, and his finishes were superb. Ah, he did play really well. As Joe says, he's maybe settled into a position the last two or three games. Different manager playing him a different position. We've spoken about it before. I has got qualities, but what is, what, where does he play? Where is his best position? Somebody's best position, they're going to get more out of him, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Do you not think he's similar to Sinclair? Like, there'd be weeks people would say Sinclair wasn't great, but he starts every every season. I'd say on a house, he won 18 goals, and you wouldn't have said oh, he'd been outstanding, but 18 goals so far on a white man's, you can't ask for much more than that. Ah, yeah, 100%, Joe. Um, as I say, is it? I did. I think I made a tweet in January, Robert, saying it. Really, saying off because I was like, he's been hopeless. But you may not look back and I take it in now. Most of the team have not been that, that good this season, so you could tell him what he off because you're frustrated because of the season. Um, and that's no, it's no personal against these guys because we know they're trying and whatever else. But as fans, it's again, it's a state of the season. They're just frustrated because they know they can play better. And I think at the start of the season, he was a guy that we know. He's got a lot of quality. And again, I know, as Joe maybe says, Livingston might be poor, but as he says, he was quality. And he has been playing a bit better since, since John Kennedy came under as the manager. I like Ellen as a player. I definitely do. Um, as we say, he's, Lennon played him up front, played him half a striker, played him left mid. He never gave him... If he was having a bad game suit left mid, he'd drop him. Then he'd put him up front. After a couple of weeks, then he wasn't playing right there, he dropped me again. I don't care how good you are. If you have one or two games that they don't see you good performing and they drop you, your confidence will be low, as the full team has been all season. As juggling tactics all season, 3 just Honestly, the players must have been confused about it all, I think. It was just getting a bit ridiculous. We just didn't know what team was turning up, what tactic was turning up, and the goalkeeper situation now seems to not be sorted, but it seems to have picked the goalkeeper and kind of stuck with him um, because that's changed all season and all. It's, it's hard because you need to build up partnerships in games and obviously you need to know what sort of players, where they're playing, what sort of balls they're going to play into you. If you're getting that changed all the time and maybe one game you'll get a wood for a natural winger to then go on with a diamond, it's hard to fucking make the right runs in that. If Bellin is what we think is a left mid, him playing up front isn't going to help him, is it? It's no, it's just, it's wild. And I just, now we've got five league games left in the Scottish Cup. We need to try and build a bit of momentum and try and obviously go to 
Ibrox on Sunday and put on a performance. And I think we've been unlucky the last twice we've played them. I think if we take our chances, we can beat them quite comfortably, if you ask me, to be honest with you. Let's okay. just take is it the right time. This is, we will touch on that later on the podcast, but I definitely agree with you. Um, and I think in the last game against Rangers, I think it was definitely a bit more kind of positive. Um, and also, John, you mentioned about Welsh. Um, he's in a new deal um, again. So that's obviously somebody Celtic sees something in him. I know we've made a manager, but I know guys, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes with recruitment and guys still work behind the scenes. But again, that's, we've kind of spoken about kind of youth players and stuff, how we need to keep them and Again, it's a guy who are going to keep and again, he could get his money in the future. To be fair to Stephen Welsh, he got thrown in at the deep end, didn't he, for his debut playing against Rangers and AC Milan. Uh, that could have killed a lot of young boys and to be fair to him, he's progressed, hasn't he? Um, oh, he could... I, I, that, that's where that partnership comes in, playing with a stable partner week in, week out. Not just a partner beside you, maybe the fullbacks is the same. You build relationships with the back four or five, whatever it is. But I know you're why you talk about um, the pathway to the first team with the young boys, but I know you want to talk about that later on, right? No, I'm speaking of it, uh, John. Um, I do agree with you, but I think you're big on it as well. Um, I don't know what uh, Joe's thoughts on it, Joe, but obviously the youth system. I think Robert's mentioned other podcasts. We pay a lot of money for Lennox Town, and we're not really bringing a lot of guys through. I think maybe, obviously, due to maybe the COVID situation, with money, we don't know how tight money's going to be. This is when we need to start kind of generating our own youth and hopefully selling them on in the future. Like it's just, to, to me, I've said it for years, it's like Scottish fans are quite fickle. So see, you'll, you'll, you'll have somebody like Stephen Welsh, right? So young Scottish guy. See a guy in Italy with the exact same stats with a fancy name and you go like that. What one do you want? Because of the way we've always been brought up, everybody sees the romance and I'll oh, get the young Italian guy in. But that you've got some a guy there when you're the end doorstep that's the exact same and and they get like bad mouth because they're Scottish, they get scrutinized because they're Scottish. Whereas you can bring an Italian or a Spanish boy in and you go like that, oh, you need to bear with them because they need to get up to speed. But you've got somebody there. What is the point of having Lennox Town if you're not going to progress these guys? If they're good enough, they've got to go in. No, that's, I think, Robert, that's something I definitely agree with. I think Joe makes a good point there. Um, if she says it was, let's just, just say, it was Sebastian Larson, centre-back for Napoli, 18-year-old, whatever, the same status as Joe says, you might be like, oh, what a player he would be, but as Joe says, because he's Scottish, it's just, it's just a decent Celtic youth player. Uh, he's right, Joe's right. That's always been the way of uh, Scottish football. It's even probably English football to a certain extent, maybe no in the last few years, but that was always their way, I think. You know what I mean as well. I think just the British outlook on football. Um obviously there's more talent coming through now than there ever has. Like that young boy last night that obviously went to Bruce Adopment. Um I thought 17 year old, 35 mile, and I thought the game's fucking half its heat, but he obviously is a top talent, you know what I mean? And he's proven that at 17, playing in the Champions League. Um, I, I I like the boy Welsh. I do. I think he's very shrewd um, how he goes about his business. He's no a big-time Charlie, and he just does exactly what he needs to do. But my only concern is if we bring a new manager in and he wants to bring a, another 
centre half in, then I think obviously it's going to move it. Aye, that he might have to loan him out or he might not get his chance, which might obviously start his development. But we'll just need to wait and see that in the future. But I'm glad the boy got a four year deal because I think he's been one of the only shining lights this season, to be honest. Um, see, see, see when you sorry, Dan, see when you touched on managers there, it's like I had a chat with a boy the other day. I really like the way Sean Maloney analyzes a game, right? And the guy says, Would you take him? I was like, I actually really like him. And he went, Oh, I wouldn't touch him. But see, if the, the assistant manager of Belgium wasn't Sean Maloney, and somebody says, We're linked to the assistant manager of Belgium, everybody would have gone, Oh, that's a great appointment. Because it's Sean Maloney, Scottish Sean Maloney that played with Selic, oh no, you wouldn't get near him. It, it's it, it's bizarre the way like we always bad mouth for Ian. And, and like again, he he would be somebody that I, I would quite happily because he must have he must have something if he's assistant manager in Belgium. Do you know what I mean? He has obviously oh, something. Meanwhile, we back on we get told that story after boy. We'll tell you after a bit on Joe. <laughs> He's got a house obviously back in Scotland and a boy had a conversation on stuff, but we'll tell you that out there because we don't want newspapers going to back <laughs> on <their> stuff. <laughs> um no, but I think the George definitely when Joe says it, it's actually something I've never thought about. Um if that was another manager like I don't know, it's a Spanish manager, but maybe he's, he's he's Spanish, but he's assistant of Belgium, he's at the same profile, he talks the same Maloney, you think I that guy's decent, but as Joe says, because he's Scottish and he's maybe known the limelight really as much as other managers. People are saying I want to take him, but I, I do agree with Joe. I've only really seen him on uh, sports scene, um, but when he does talk, John, he does talk very well and he does, when he talks about Celtic as well, he's, he's dead passionate about Celtic when he talks on the, on the highlights. Ah, he's regarding signing but boys, foreign boys are any better than your own. Celtic, the last 10, 15 years have signed lots of foreign Young talent, and I may be lying, maybe tell me. I think the only one really that's come through is Chris Abaraya. Probably, I can't, I, I can't recall any other ones that's come through. There's been a lot of youth boys have signed, haven't they? Roberts, a few boys have signed maybe like 16, 17 for Arsenal and stuff, and then they've not really done a lot. They've the guy, like Flex and the guy, Avalabi, he's not going to Dundee. What's the chances really if you're going to load even a boy go for a tunnel, playing the championship with Bolton and he comes and sits and sell at reserves? See if you can do it to Queen's Park and again, I don't know if this is my opinion. See if you're going to like Dundee or Queen's Park or are you really going to win the first team plans? Are you really going to come up and do a lot better? I went to Kamarnock and proved yourself in, in the Premier League and he came to Celtic. I think Rogers does say that, didn't he, Joe? I, I want see, to take him alone and then bring him back. See there you go, See man. the one at the Orium, you didn't even mention Ryan. Lee Connor, Connell, ah, Matthew, who was tipped to be a big thing. And the Man U fans, that, when that, we signed him on the Man U forum, we were going, oh, why did we let him go? He's a cracker. But I don't even know where he is now. I know he's in loan somewhere down in England. Yeah, Tramia. He went to Partick Fist on the relegation fight. He was obviously in no good enough for Partick Fissle, which is a bit scary coming from my new reserve team to Celtic. I don't know, it's just as you say, sometimes these young boys come with big pedigrees because they're the big clubs or they've got a fancy name and they don't live up to it. Well, see, see the boy Luke O'Connell, 
I was speaking to some of the coaches and they said that he'll never play a, he'll never play in the first team for Celtic. Just just on his stats and his movement and all that, just that he'll never play. She's, she's, I, I don't know, obviously, obviously the must look at stats and stuff like because I think we spoke about it with William, uh, Joe, uh, the, the, the former football agent. He did say that. He says, obviously, Brentford, they use Everton's own stats if your stats are not oh, enough. Is, he says, they, they, they team is not sign you anymore. Everton's stats now. Everton. Everton's stats. And a lot of these, see, do you know the agents have got an app now? And an agent's got an app and all these players get fired into this app and it's all their stats. And then the agent then asks the, the other agents to send me your stats every week without actually seeing the players. See, they don't go and watch the players now the because there's too many. The, 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 there's too many players that can move. So everything's all stats. It, it's mental. That's what William, the former agent, was saying on audio a couple of weeks ago. It's all technology now. It's crazy, isn't it? How it's, it's just the game's just moving forward, but isn't it? there's a lot more technology getting involved. And, but a, if I can put, I, I, I've got a wee app called Sofa Scores, and see if I highlight a player. Every time he's playing, it will flash up my phone and tell me. There's a guy, Dennis Mann. Remember, we were looking at players before, mm. right? And I actually forgot I'd been following him, and it came up the other night and flashed my phone. Dennis Mann for Palmer, 68 minutes, and I'm like, ah. so you can just type in a guy's name and put a, a marker next to him. But you would do a team if you were following Celtic and never had time their results. And it could, and that's just through my phone. No special app, that's just sofa score. And it will tell you the rating of the guy and if he's assisted or scored. But it's, it's like these heat maps, and they'll pick one guy and say, well, that's a disgrace. But you don't know if he's been told to stay on that, like, on that, line a channel where you're just up doing up doing obviously mm. when they highlight it on the heat map it just looks as if you've done doggies up and down but he might have specifically been told I don't want you moving other than up and down do you know what I mean uh, it's mad it's, as you say some coaches are like that they'll tell players specific instructions and that's it Joe and people go he's having a cunt again but he's been told to the exact one job and that's it nice like Stephen Frank, Stephen Frank Pong burst onto the scene. I loved watching him because, like, he was just so unpredictable. But see, as the games go on, I got the impression Lennon was saying to him, "No, I don't want that. I want you to stay. Don't go past this guy." because the guy went backwards, in my opinion, he, he burst onto the scene. He was very, very good. I enjoyed watching him. I sat up my seat anytime I seen him. And then as the games went on. He was just so ineffective, but he must have been told not to like, to change the way he'd been playing. He must have. He's basically been told no to express his cell then, hasn't he? Uh, the managers want you to be rigid in your formations and disciplines, but you can't play like that all the time. You've got to allow players to express themselves. I think the thing that's wrong in the modern game of football Everybody's obsessed with playing the Barcelona way or a 4-3-3 three, three fucking two-touch football. You don't get many players who dribble with the ball as such now, do you? No, no. I feel that side of the game is getting coached out of players. 
Well, see, see even the opposite of that, and this is why I loved see Leicester winning the league a couple of years ago. My personal opinion is, see running about that point, everybody was buying ball-playing centre-halves, whereas Leicester had Hoof, Robert Hoof and Morgan, and they oh, were just pure bruisers, absolute right. bruisers, and all the superstars hated to play against them. They two guys just bullied their way through it, and I really believe that's how they won the league. I, I, I really believe that's, that's what happened. I like the fact that the Japanese boy and uh, Vardy up front. Work ethic team. And the full fact is everybody went to a 4-2-3-1. The two strikers up front. The defenders didn't like it because they were used to playing against one striker. And I thought, actually, you're right, John. What they, they were just a work ethic team with a 4-4-2 strong one team and everybody knew their job and they managed to win the league quite comfortable on it. Do you know how managers are overcomplicating all this now with three, one, two, yep. four? Like, yep. just go back to basics and uh, it's, it's crazy. I've sat at Selic Park and when they line up before the game, they're sitting going, I don't know what, what he's doing here. I, I really don't know what his formation is. So if we are sitting like that, and that's changing every week, and you touched on it earlier on, see one week if you're the one in front of the two, and then the next week you're the three in front of... You must be going, what the hell am I meant to be doing here? Definitely, do I agree with you? It's just baffling something now. George, you're talking about Bob playing centre-halves. Who do you think the way it is now with a goalie gives the centre half the ball in the six yard box? And the team's are pressing high and they're making mistakes. As you say, they're one their centre half to be fucking ball players. They're playing at centre half because they're not a ball player, they're a defender. To be fair, that's what I like about the boy Welsh. I, I, I don't think he buys into that. I think he just does what's asked him. It, you never really see him taking the ball and try to try to play it out. He just does his job. And the opposite, I think this is why they're working well, because Ayer's really good at stepping out. He's, he's probably one of the best at taking the ball and moving forward 10, 20 yards. And I think that's why he will get a move, because he, he steps into the hole, whereas Lennon had his gone side, 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 side. And to an extent, Rogers started doing that his last season, side, side, side. But the way Kennedy's lined up the last two games, it was like Rogers' first season, whereas miss out the side, side and just go f- forward. And again, I think we over we always try and overcomplicate things with like overplaying the ball. See, sometimes I love them just to go along and just try something different. It's it's just it's mad. They try and score the perfect goal all the time. All, all the teams try and score a perfect goal. And I think me and you spoke about it all day. I'd love to just see a big bruiser centre forward. I know they're, they're, they're dying off now, but just an absolute... A John Hartson, just just an absolute... Stay on, stay on that, Joe. The big boy plays with Burnley. Up front. I can't remember his name. Big Welsh boy. He's right. a big bruiser like that. And... He gets some joy out of it all the time now, as you said, because they're hard to come by. Ah, he's probably playing the two up front. That Welsh boy and the boy Wood. Two Chris, big ones. Chris Wood is 
an old-fashioned centre-half, and I don't think modern defenders like that sort of player. No, they don't. No chance. No chance. It's, yeah. it's something I've spoken about, Joe, a lot. I agree, I agree with you all, because we are missing... Edward's not going to date for you that. Ayeti's not going to date for you. Kamara's not going to date for you. Griffiths is not the point of his. So, for me, need a big man, a wee man. I've always liked that as a player. Guy, fuck it. Oh, you can see nowadays... When Edouard fucks it on, the lover, there's nobody else there. There's nobody beside him, and it's... it's he's fighting it himself. <laughs> Basically, aye, and I do agree with you. I think we are missing, I know, as he says, the chance of getting a certain of the hearts in there for maybe a million pound, ten million pound is a hard to come by, but again, that's where you need to try and, as we spoke about before, Robert, is Joe get your scouting system a bit more better and advance it to their theories, maybe the Scandinavians or whatever, just try and get a better route how we get these players in? Uh, Ryan, I says, see as the striking options, people might laugh. I'd have took London Dykes just because he's a completely different option. He's a focal point. He might not score you 30 goals a season. I'm not saying he's the right player, but somebody of that calibre. Like when you're gone in, maybe away in Europe and a tight patch and the ball's bobbling on in front of you. Can he play good football? A guy like London Dykes will hold the ball up for you and bring others into play when you can ping a ball 60 yards. You've got to have different players for different games and different tactics. You can't go with good strikers like Edward with silky feet all the time away to someday in fucking Slovakia on a bobbly pitch and a qualifier. It just doesn't work. You know what I mean? And the, the chances are he's going to get two out. So you've got to have your different options of a, a good player, good goal scorer, a target man. I think you've got to have three different choices as your strikers um, and obviously different types of players in midfield. I think you've got to have a mixture of all different things for different scenarios. I think that's it. You, you might not want to hear it, but that's what Gerard's done. Yeah. That, that roof, he's, he, he's really busy and he, yeah, he's got a nasty speak about him. Etams, your big, your big tall guys get legs. Morelos puts his tail about. They, their strikers are, are all different, whereas ours seem to be the same. Very I, same. I like a jetty, but he needs to play a two. A one doesn't suit him. But I don't know. They're all, they're all similar. Very similar, Jones. There's no physicality there if you need it. Nah, nah, we, we, we're not a physical team in the slightest, nowhere on the part, even the defence isn't as physical as what it's been in the past. You've, you've got two guys on the, the flanks, Taylor or Laxalt, they're small, they're, uh, you've got one right back, the boy John Joe Kenny, he's, he's not a physical presence. Ayer's poor in the air at times, very poor in the air for the, for, I like him as a player, but he's, He's not dominating in there or anything, do you know what I mean? It, it, what we're, we're easy to get to. Aye. Definitely. I think we fail in Europe a lot of the times because we've not got that physicality and against these Eastern European teams and stuff. Like, you're Copenhagen in that. They're big, physical, strong, athletic boys. You know what I mean? And I just feel sometimes that's where we come up trumps against these teams and that's just a, a different... Manager with different approaches for different situations. You should have, as you say, across there, he has got different options, which gives him <clears throat> the best chance in Europe and Scottish League. We probably got London Dykes' move because <laughs> everything we played against <laughs> us, he <laughs> bullied us. Aye. 
I'm not going to show to Omni Physical and he can't handle physical players. Nah. I, I definitely agree when it comes to the physicality, uh, John, what you say there. We have no, sometimes, especially in Europe, we can't cope with it. Um, and obviously, John Hughes was talking about the guys on loan. Leo, can't his set name, Leo, something like that. Yeah. I, um, sure, uh, John, you were talking about obviously the youth system. John Hughes says he's an ex Van Dyke, supposedly. Celtic need to keep him. I'm sure they, I'm sure he's got another year his contract or something. I'm sure he's no a free, a free transfer this summer, but rumors about Southampton that try to get him. Um, obviously, John, we need to try and keep any promising youth guy we can. And if it means throwing them in for a few games to get them used to first team experience, then there's going to be some sort of pathway, John, into kind of a few years to go into the system because as it stands, you know, we don't know who's coming in. Doesn't know what there's any assistance when they're talking into the first team. Nah, there's got to be a pathway to the first team. I think that's if there's a new regime with a new structure, I think that's one of the, the models we need to go down because you know we're selling if Celtic won a treble in Scotland, they get five million for it or something. Celtic predominantly get put out early doors in Europe, which is less money again. So you need to sell players be having sell-on causes or getting somebody cheap and selling them on for a few quid or the route of progressing the young players then your turn and then selling them on um, no every player that comes through Celtic system fails all these big clubs the players that don't make their first team I don't know the percentages but they all go doing the, they filter doing the leagues they can still have a great career that might not be at the top level. But we, we need to start producing boys. You need you need one. I think you need to put a belter to come in every season. Every year you need to have a belter coming in. Um it's you all know it, it's finances. But see on that John. Two million a year they spend on their youth system, £8 million they spent on Lennox Town. But, see, you're saying that all these youth players, no every team produces a good youth player every year, John. That's the only thing is. I understand that, but Celtic cherry-pick all the best young talent. Celtic and the other team cherry-pick all the best young talent who they think is going to progress in some of them on the but Chelsea did that to every club in the world. Chelsea did that. To, Chelsea's been doing this for years and loaning players out and then they just sell them on. And now Bayern Munich seem to be doing it because they've took two of your players. It's very hard, hard market. I know what you're saying, but I just feel every year's a bit much you ask. I just feel that's just too much. Because I'm, you're saying, we, if we've got a right cat and player now, we're getting them took after us before he's 17, 18. That's just I think you're, you're lucky to get one every five years. Uh, that's my opinion. You'd be lucky to get one every five years. You wouldn't get one every year. No chance. I mean, I'll just too good. I'll throw well, on the you I was reading a bit the other day. Do, do you know what? Do you know what Islam Fruz is now? Oh, on you go. He's retired, 26 yeah, years old, retired, never played a first-team game, never started, never started a first-team game. 
for anybody. Steady enough. Because it's Celtic, it was tipped to be this next best thing. And again, we'll see, me, see when it comes to that, Joe. Do you think, obviously, obviously I've never a situation like a, a kid that's good at football, but do you think maybe that's when the club and the parents and they ask to sit down and think what's best for the boy? Now I mind talking about money. Well, see, see what you were talking about youth players, right? And you say it's about progression. It's, the, the, there's a pressure, obviously, the pressure this year was a 10 in a row. That, there's always a pressure. But me personally, you need, you need to, they need to be on the bench, they need to be playing because what happens is, just for talking sake, a Southampton come in and go like that, well, we'll give you 25 grand a week. The boys are looking at it and going, I'm probably not going to play there, but 25 grand a week for a free year, I can then go to a championship team. I'm not going to play at the top level, but I'm going to be set for life. Whereas if I'm 17, and I'm starting against maybe a full cup in the cup, and then on the bench against Rangers, and then maybe getting 10 minutes here and there, I'm going like that. I'm on good money. I'm settled. I'm running about the first team. I'm going to, I'm going to try and make it a goal, but if that, it's like the boy Dembele, by all accounts, it looks as if he's going to go, but his attitude's changed because he thought he was going to be playing Benu, and maybe we're at fault as well for not playing him, because you we threw him in a couple of games and then he, he disappeared off the face of the earth. And if somebody's got to come in and offer the boy 20 grand a week and he's nowhere near, I mean, all the injuries and he was still on the bench, he must be looking at it and going, I'd rather get my 20 grand a week for three, four years than not getting anywhere near that team. And it's a hard one. It's, it is hard. Aye. I, I, when you say it that way, it is, especially if you're getting, as you say, a good bit of money elsewhere to maybe a chance of playing somewhere else. Um, but I do agree that guys like your Dembele's, if they are hotly tipped, as you say, this season have not done that well. Why not put two or three youth balls to the bench, play them, try and see how they are. Um, obviously, the boy Welsh has come in, Robert, started to play well. Boy Henderson came in against Freel, done all right. Again, shipped out Lloyd Dunfermline. So they boys must be thinking, what chance have I got here when I'm coming in, doing all right, training them with the first team, but then getting popped into the... Reserves again, it must, it must be hard for them. It's, it's very, very, very difficult, Ryan. As Joe says, there's very few that make it through um, into the first team. You need luck, you need talent, and I, I suppose you need it all luck, talent, and to be given a chance. It's just, but there's no many players that leave Celtic that go into better and bigger things. No. So that tells me that we're probably 90% right on what we're doing um, with these players. Aye, they might be talents. Aye, it's, they might be, say at 14, 15, some of these boys might be absolutely brilliant, way ahead of the game. But by the time they get to 21, they are no the player that, they've no progressed the way other players when about them have progressed, if you get what I mean. But Andy Robertson got released for Celtic when he was about 16, 17. It took him to go to Queen's Park, Dundee United, Hull, to then go to Liverpool for him to obviously reach his full potential. And people say, oh, we should have kept a hold of him. But maybe at that time, he wasn't a good player when we released him. Because Joe Chalmers get kept on at Celtic and Andy Robertson get left. So to, that tells me Every player progresses at different stages in their career. 
So you just need to be very careful on that one. You know what I mean? It's all right to say, ah, we shouldn't let him go, we shouldn't let him go. It's very few. They come back and bite us in the arse, do they? But you're right. How how do you know? But like, like, he he obviously wasn't good enough at the time, and that's why he get released. And then suddenly he's a Champions League winner, and you've got select fans saying, "I can't believe you let him go." But you're not. There's no crystal ball that would say, "Right, he's going to be where he is now." You you just don't know. It's many of we kept, and nothing's happened with him. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 It's Catch twenty two there. It's it's a hard one, definitely. And obviously we've got a, a tendency to buy kind of youth players or young players. John, um, we bought Kamala for a good bit of money. Supposedly the papers he's leaving again. I don't know how big the rumours are, but the papers are reporting he's gone for about the same price we're sold for. John, again he's really come in. He's been really developed again. But as that don't I'm not getting a chance. I don't know if we can really say. Is he going to be a certain player? Probably no, but as, as John uh, Robert says, sometimes these boys don't really get a chance, but if they go elsewhere, John, he might go to America, I know the standards might not be the best, but if we flourish under a new manager and a better, kind of, a better culture in our team. I, I, I kind, I've kind of always said, we take, we take instant decisions on boys on their first and second game. We go, oh, he's crap, he's not going to make it. Players need a run of six, eight, ten games in a row to actually find out a bit more about them and if they're going to be good enough. As fans, we make, we make rash decisions, don't we, really quickly on boys. And the boy, let's be fair, he's, he's never had a sustained run in a team. He come on the last 10, 15 minutes, start the occasional game, then he get a sustained run. So I think it's very hard to judge a boy. Uh, uh, for me, uh, there's qualities in him I can see, but where I know that's up to Celtic quality, again, that's, that's the manager, I suppose, and the club to decide that. But again, Robert, was he a signing for the managers? Was it the board that signed him? Because the, the manager that signed him didn't play him. So again, most managers who sign their players, most of the time they play, like Rogers, I'm guessing Rogers signed St. Clair. He played most of the time with, with Rogers. He signed. Of, I think the Berry was in the pipeline, but he played him. So uh, he's maybe Kamara's another, another one of many players that maybe both were, but that again, we don't know what is happening behind the scenes. With Kamara, for me personally, as I think he suits a, quite a deep attacking, attack, counter attacking team because he's pacey. Um, whereas it doesn't yet. For what I've seen him, just my personal opinion, I think that's the type of guy he is. He likes to play on the last shoulder and use his pace to get in behind. And he's not going to be the type of player you're going to bring in against Ross County at Celtic Park and he's going to find that space because they've normally got fucking eight or nine players camped in their end half out with the last 18 yards. So he's not going to get that to run Robert, in. Robert, would he be your European guy that you're speaking about then? He would be ideal for the, the one man up front in Europe to run the channels and like it probably would be Joe. You know, aye. Aye. That's what I mean. He might be that guy. He might go to America and get that chance or wherever he may go. And maybe that's what Celtic seen on him when they were scouting him in Poland. Oh, this guy's got pace, look at him going. He scored a few goals. He, he possibly could be that guy. But as John says, he's never really had a chance. 
at that, it's hard to obviously drop Edward and say, right, Carnal, you're up front for the next 10 games when you're meant to have a 25, 35, 35 pound striker sitting there. So it's very difficult and he might go and flourish somewhere else. I just reckon he is that type of player. I kind of team it soak up a lot of pressure deep and then hitting the counter with his pace. I think that's where he would, it would suit him with. He's against away. That was what I think the type of guy he is. Mm. When we broke away and he went through and he couldn't fucking nearly put him in the stone and got and scored the goal. But that's see, just my I'm, opinion. Do you analyst of him there? I totally yeah. agree with that, right? But who then at Selic sits down and thinks, we, we don't, if you go out the course of a season, that type of team, we don't play, even Rangers would, would sit, nobody plays a high line. So, why did we buy him? It's, it's bizarre. It's just bizarre because you've just analysed that there and you're, you're spot on about how he plays on the shoulder, but he would never play against a team like that in Scotland. No, that that's what I think, Joe, and that's why I think we don't suit him as a club. You know what I mean? But no, definitely, definitely. I just, I, I, that side of the, the scouting, I, I don't get it. I don't get that, Joe, because... Surely what we've just spoke about, that's what the Celtic scouting say and go, where are they think he's that type of where that's you would look at it and go, well, can nine times out of ten in Scotland you're not going to be playing against teams that are like that? Nah, 100%. But that's just my opinion. That's something, John, that we've spoken about. Um together like Celtic tend to buy well, especially on the Lennon, they're both players. Just because they're good players and oh boom, but these days you can't do that. You've got to pick players that suit a system, that suit the club, and suit. You can't just go like Elanusi, right? When you go left mid, play here, play here. But if he's not suiting that system, he's kind of like, as uh, Joe says, a yeti, right? I like a yeti as, as well. I see he's just a penalty box player, in my opinion. I don't he's got on the channels. I just think he's going to play with somebody, and I think he's a, I think he's a goal scorer, eh, John. But I think again. He's playing him up front against Lee himself, but that's no his job. But he did do well, to be fair. But the buying players for me, John, not to suit the system, but it should be buying players to suit the system. You might play if it as a 4 2 3 1, whatever it is. As Robert says, John, we don't know what fucking system we're going to play every game. So, how you make sign players for a system, you've not got a, a structure to put the players in. Regarding a jet, even. You had that spell where I think you scored five weeks in a row or whatever, maybe. You're like, ah, bingo, got a player here. Well, or as soon as you scored this first goal, you knew right away he was a penalty box player, didn't you? Uh-huh. And that's not the way Celtic played. That's not the way Celtic played. And now, after the after his wee run, the alarm bell started ringing, didn't they? He was starting games, you can pull off, only coming on the last wee bits of the games. And it's, it's kind of frazzled out from the season, isn't it? Aye, aye, definitely. But between, I mean, you've paid five for him, 3.5 for a jetty, and whatever you've paid for Bayou, why not just go and get your number one choice striker rather than three guys to dare the role in one? Why not just get the one guy that you want and spend a wee bit extra? Tony. Proven <laughs> goal scorer. Exactly. Again, we don't know. Takes away. We don't know what happens to that. I, I know. I know. We spoke to kind of Wogan. He basically says, "I." He's in the building. Robert knows. 
was in the building and stuff, I know a few other Ulysses says it, but again, if that is the case, how can you not get that deal done? If you've got a guy in the building, how can you not get his it done? Wife is, his wife's Scottish. It's, again, us as fans, we don't, obviously there's some fans that know me and others, right? But for me as a fan, I don't know much, I don't know anything that happened behind the scenes. So for me as the outset, if, some, if you like the player, why can you not shout him, talk to him and get a deal done? Why, again, is it money? Is it more well been tight? I don't know, but... As Joe says, I think he was rumoured to be £10 million. Me personally, Joe, I was like £10 million League One striker. I don't know. Does it make business sense? But I heard he went for like £6 million plus add-ons. We went, well, it's only about the same price you pay for a Yeti. So then that would make business sense. So I don't know, guys, that goes behind the scenes. But uh, something, hopefully, Joe, in the next management, the structure of that changes because I don't think whoever comes in, I like to think they want to say so, Evan. Well, Ryan, see, see what you just said there. You, you didn't think he was a £10 million player, right? That, that's fair enough, right? But see, Edward, right, we had him on loan mm. and we paid £9 million for him eventually. But see if we'd have just bought him before you'd seen him on loan, you would have oh, went like that. Man. Why are we spending £9 million on a guy who plays, he can't get a game for PSG? Do you know what I mean? £9 million's a lot of money. Mm. But because you've seen him and you know he's worth a lot more than that now. Nobody questions it. Whereas the guy, I mean, as I say, you're five million for a jetty. See if you were to sell him tomorrow, you'd be lucky to get a million pound for him. Mm. Two million pound for him. Sometimes it works, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, but sell it, I've always like bought bulk rather than quality. We've, we've always bought bulk players that, that are probably not good enough. And, and you, you end up splashing money on just duds. Absolutely. I mean, they must sit down with a list. And in your opinion, do you think Barkas was tapping that goalkeeping list? I think Barkas was a rush. I, think for, I personally think Foster. I, I, I personally think the bank don't Foster coming and it didn't happen. They're like, shit, we've just released Gordon. Oh, eh, we'll just sign a guy £5 million. But I generally think there's something... I don't know if you agree with me, but... Uh, see back back to our stats, the basic stats. It's not what he was. I know Athens, Athens were all right, but he was playing in the Champions League, and I know YouTube will show you the best bits, right? But in these games, he was vocal. He's fucking this and that, and then he comes to Scotland, he's like a mouse. I, but again, I, I do agree. With you, I don't think he best half of us. Not at all. And I, and the honest thing, Kamala was near. I mean, they must have lost like five players. They mu- it must be like five players, right? We can't get him. We'll go to the next player. Can I get him go to the next player? But how far down the list do you actually go? And like the standards are obviously get worse as the list goes down. What number do you then say, right, <laughs> nah, that's not good enough for us? Do you know what I mean? That's what William, William, the former agent, was saying, Joe. Celtic might actually have to start going down to League One and League Two to sign players shortly, the way it's looking. Aye. I don't, I don't doubt it, to be fair. The Brexit, that's, you're going to find it harder to get visas and stuff, aren't you? No. So, it's probably going to be Britain where you're going to have to shop. It's going to be a tight market. I think it's going to be like that. Um, I think it's... I do agree with what uh, William says, when he says, Sean, I, I think we'll... But that's for a game where you start getting your 
You're stuck That's for something. That's another reason why the pathway is going to come into play, isn't it? Aye. Uh, yeah. In a way, aye. Um, again, I've really got that young guy, Montgomery, saying a new deal. I don't know much of him. I just know he was on the bench a few times. But to be fair, at least Kendi's putting two or three young guys on the bench. Again, I don't know if that is... That's not under 20, Anwil, or he is just doing it. Um, but obviously, uh, John, you've got Lee Griffiths. Again, there's rumours about Aberdeen's team glass. He's, he's not really commenting on it. We don't know what's happened with Griffiths. Um, Hugh Cavies was saying the radio, he says, he was talking about can I, Scott Brown and can I, when Rodgers came in, he was just about basically, we really did very well, Rodgers came in and got him gone again. Hugh Cavies says, who's to say that Lee Griffiths can't be the same under a new manager? But I don't know... I'm certainly fence with Griffiths. I, I think he, he does all the fans. Um, but again, it's, I know mental health, we've, we've all spoken about it, but again, as you spoke, Robert, there's only so much we can really, in a way, feel sorry because at the end of the day, as a professional, and he's still got a job to do. It's, as I said, Ryan, before, it's, it's not really he's a bothead away for you. He's end his career, isn't he? Let's be honest. Excuse my French, but hanging by a thread, and it doesn't even look like he's in the fold now under Kennedy either. It's just whatever issues he's having off the park, it's really affected him. And I just think at 18 and a half grand a week wages, it's something that we could be freeing up to get a quality striker in or a quality midfielder, whoever it may be, because it's a lot of money to be getting out every week for no getting a return on it and we'll just need to wait and see what happens on that one but I'm the same as you I'm on the fence I just I don't know what way to think it because you're scared to say it in case people are going always oh, get mental health issues and stuff but at the end of the day it's we've got to look after Celtic Football Club first and foremost but see, see money go, go Joe I totally agree with that right but a sentimental thing He's got to be took out of that at some point. Because, like, he's, he, I, he's had problems, but do, do you know that the stat is, the last time he scored 20 goals a season was 2016? That's what I was going to say, Joe. In the last three years, many goals, I think he scored. Well, the last season he done 20 was 2015-16. Uh, and you're paying a lot of money for that. And again, Ryan spoke about Aberdeen. Now, see if you're Scott Brown, would you put your name on him to come and do your turn? Knowing obviously what's going he must see him in the training ground. And for somebody that's been half so long, he should be the fittest guy in that club because you would think it would be like prime condition because he's not played and, and he doesn't look like that. And if I'm going to Aberdeen as assistant manager and Stephen Glass is saying to me, What do you think? Ah, he's a goal scorer, but his attitude is something all right. This, this, I, I wouldn't put my name on him. So, and as you say, he's he's the only guy I know in Celtic history that scored more than hundred goals, and he's so the fans are so different opinion on him. It, it's mad. You would think he would be lauded as scoring over hundred goals, but he could have done so much more, and that will always hang over the top of him. I honestly think he could have easily hit the 200 mark. If he seemed to the right frame of mind. Easy, easy, easy. Oh, there's no doubt in um, his quality. And I think we've spoken about it on this before, John, that 
on his day, I, I have said on his day, I think he's the best finisher in Scotland. On his day, I think he's, he's left. That's an absolute one. But recently, John, his days have been numbered. Aye. I, I keep uh, saying to Ryan about players in the English Premier League, strikers, that's own. If you're talking money, say 30 grand a week. Shane Long scores about five goals a season. Benteke scores about five goals a season. And they're commanding 30, 40 grand a week wages. They're not getting value for money for that down there. Because of the financial differences down there, they can afford that output. We can't give a guy 18 grand a week to score five goals a season. Uh, I think you're probably double that, didn't you, John, for the dumplings and McBurney and that. No. But they're absolute rockets, mate. Right. On Shane Long. Benteke, Joe Winton, there's a whole list of them. They fail every season. Five or six goals. Jordan Rhodes, classic. Yeah, no, and we're, always, we're always linked with Jordan Rhodes. And <laughs> what, who is he at now? I, I couldn't even tell you who he plays Sheffield for. Sheffield Wednesday, I think. Is it Sheffield Wednesday? I think so. Uh, actually, boy on my joke the other day, he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. And he says to me, all the young boy that we've seen for Sheffield Wednesday in the pre-contact. Sure. sure. He said he's brilliant. He says what a player he is. Um, I only spoke to him briefly um, and he says he's just took a wee bit of form for he signed with Celtic. He says but he had to come in and say to the Sheffield Wednesday fans he says obviously what he says but he's a cracking player and that's just to give us a wee heads up that, that was a boy that supports Sheffield Wednesday. And all bit have we got to be where does he play, Robert? He's either a centre half or centre mid. I can play both positions. Uh, you've only got to play one, mate. See that nonsense? That's, That's what Lenny was saying, I know, isn't it? This is probably when the most active of the week. Aye. Uh, but see what you're talking about, like one position. You, you then realise how good you, you realise how good Chris Sutton was. Centre half, centre mid, centre forward. Me. Aye. 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 That's the sort of guys, as you mentioned, Chris Sutton. That's the guys we're missing. Me big guys, big lumps. I know, but what would Sutton be worth now? I mean, I remember what, it, it, I'm sure he played the Ibrox as centre half, and I'm sure he get money much. And then Aye. in Europe, in Europe, Martin O'Neill played them centre mid. And he'd no pace or nothing, and he always done well. And then he played, he was so underrated for sale. I loved him. He was just such a great player. And for somebody to get sale, it must have been rubbing their horns to say six million pounds and we'll get a guy that can play three different positions. That, that, that must have been like Christmas come early for sale, Mordman. Especially when he won the league with Blackburn and all that, and went to Chelsea for 10 million. He was unlucky at Chelsea. I don't think he really got a chance at Chelsea. Mate, I think it was just what we spoke about earlier. The, the way they played didn't suit him. I, I, I don't think it ever suited him. Was he Italian or Spanish? No, nah, well. Or Russian? Uh, it's, it's very... It's, it's hard, as you say, Jody, hard to come by the players now. Um, and again, obviously, the Amanda situation, it's cooled a bit. Uh, but don't know too much. A few pundits have said in media outlets are saying Celtic and how relaxed about it and blah blah blah. But 
obviously, John, we've spoken about it a lot. Who would like to come in? Mine was always Eddie Howe, but I don't know. Again, the fans don't know much what's happened, but is obviously Eddie Howe still the main man for you, John? I would take him. I don't know if he'd be my main man, but I would I'll certainly take him. Due uh, to what he'd done at Bournemouth, how he progressed him through the leagues into a sustainable Premier League club. But silence doesn't bother me because the club's not going to come out and tell you anything, are they? Must no. be fair. No one is another guy in the job at the moment in Kennedy. Thank you. And the further, I think, as we spoke before with Kimon, but I generally think the further the season goes on and Kenya does well, it, obviously it, it could speak into the, the record, Robert. I know the fans don't want to hear that, but it was the same with Lennon. <laughs> Me didn't think Lennon was going to get a job, but he got the job in the shower. So <laughs> who says that that will happen to Kennedy? I'll tell you one thing, Ryan. They're worried about season book sales. Aye, Kennedy's doing a no bad job in doing that, but. They can't turn in an appoint a guy like John Kennedy. They can't. They've got the older fans an appointment of some sort. And I just feel there's too much at stake now. £16 million in transfer uh, in season book sales. Um, and to maybe only sell half of them if you appoint John Kennedy and it goes tits up, it would just be a total disaster. And you'd just be putting yourself back so many years. I do think they'll try and find a place for John Kennedy. And whether it be in the coaching staff or the new manager or somewhere else in the club, I do think they'll try and keep him because he seems to be highly thought of at Celtic. But I don't, I don't know the manager situation now, man. Honestly, it's just, it's just went so quiet. But Dominic Mackay comes in, I think, on Monday, if that's right, and I think within the next two weeks, it's a guaranteed what will be happening at Celtic with director, football manager scouting system over it and I think that's when it'll they might even be waiting to after their Scottish Cup game because to see what happens in the Scottish Cup you know what I mean they might be waiting to that but Dominic Mackay I think comes in on Monday he left his job early and I think you'll start to see in the next two weeks progression on that front well, see, see the thing my personal opinion somebody's in because you can't be gain Welsh a four year contract if because the new guy might not want him. Do you know what I mean? So that, they must be bounced off somebody. There's something happening. Do you know what I mean? I think that's true, Joe. I don't think if somebody's getting out contracts and Scott Brown's leaving, blah, blah, somebody must be in the pipeline. Is that to you before, Ryan, didn't I bet Scott Brown was? Yeah, I think something, something must be in the pipeline. Um, Obviously, again, they can a big game this weekend, Joe. Um, the last game, the last two games, I think we've been the best team. Not really clinical enough. Um, I think I agree with me. Come on, what we're talking about. I generally think that if, I've always said if Celtic turned up to the day game, I, I've always said Celtic win because I, I still I do agree with John Kennedy. On our day, I still believe we're the best team in Scotland. I know the league table doesn't tell you that, but on our day, I still think individually we're a better team. As we spoke about Rangers of this year, I've been better drilled and I think that's maybe the only difference. Um, I just think that if we turn up and we are back there clinically better, Joe, I think we won the game. We've, we've just not looked organised and we've kind of looked scared. And like, I've never known Selic not to play their own way. And 
the first couple of games, we, we kind of sat waiting on them to do something. Whereas when Rogers first came in, you, you always knew you were going to win. But this season, under Lennon, obviously, that you, you've just expected to get beat. Like you're expecting it to happen, but as I say, that the last couple of games it's been no too bad, and there seems to be something, something's changed somewhere along the line. Is it going to be enough on Sunday? Hopefully, but I think they need to start believing in themselves again. I think that's a, that's a big problem that they don't believe that they can do it. But I enjoyed the Livingston game the other day. It was like. It was like a wee breath of fresh air, like the, the football on that was good, the goals were good, and it was a bit more direct and a bit more positive. And I think you've got to go into the game believing that you can win it. I think it's good as well, as you mentioned, the other team um, that we've come off, a good result, put, uh, a few goals, good performances. Um, and obviously, John, we spoke about obviously the boy Patterson, which we can talk about again, been all in the ocean we're playing. But Gerard says was it was ridiculous about him because yeah, he's a talent that he shouldn't be banned. And again, I thought when he came on against us in the last game, he looked nervy, he looked rash. The boy Barley's not playing this game, but he was we targeted him. And I think that's maybe a place we should, we should target again, John, to right back because again, I think it might be his first game starting if he starts. So he might be kind of maybe overwhelmed. It could be nervy, it could be anxious. So I think that's somewhere where we could target a forest or for his illness out wide. Celtic tactically were very good the last game how they just pinpointed Balogun as a weak point didn't they and then he went off and that boy came on I, I would go to him or not I'm telling you he's a minimum yellow card on Sundays very rash very raw very aggressive um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very confident um, that we'll, we'll get a result and go through um, I don't know why because last Maybe just because the last two old fun games, it's, well, sorry, Glasgow derbies, the last two of them, um, Celtic's been the better side and the other team's goalkeeper's been the, the difference, hasn't it? But we were very clinical last week and hopefully it continues on Sunday. And obviously ourselves, Robert, we've spoken about, obviously, spoke about it a few times over the COVID situation, the boys shouldn't be playing, but again, he'll be back come out and can I prove a point and I think it's done to us to obviously See, listen, pal, this is why you were <laughs> on the bench all the time. Let's just target him. Because I'm mad, I agree with John. I think that's somewhere we could target. I says if he was playing the last game, that's where I would target. I did say that to you. I says, I don't think he's as good as that mob may could. He can look good against maybe Ross County at home in that, where he's probably getting the joy again, just attacking and no defending. But... I don't think he's great defensively. I think he has rash, as your dad says. I think he dives in. I maybe a young boy eager on that. But I think Elanusi or, or Forrest, whoever may be on that line, if Forrest is fit, that is, um, target him. And just, if you target him all game, and if you maybe try and get by him five times and all get by him once, it might be the one time you get by him makes a difference that you then get the goal for it. But, I think the problem for us on Sunday is the last twice we've played them, I don't think we've been under any great pressure on them. Bar cross balls into the box. We need to learn to defend cross balls into the box better. And if we can do that, I think we can quite comfortably beat them if we McGregor doesn't have another world there against us. Aye, I think it's, it's a big difference. Joe, would you get a goal like that and goals in it as much as 
he plays Rangers, we will admit he is a very, very good goalkeeper. Oh, he's top draw, but that's that's why he's there. And when we had Foster, that's why he was there. But like I know he's our same target one guy. Like this is the games like every Elna, he's, he's split the, he's split the support. You either like him or you, you you don't rate him at all. For me, this is the games that he's got to step up. This is why he should win this team. But he's got to take the game with a scruff in the neck. I don't think enough select players... It's past the buck. But we need somebody that will grab the game and say, right, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And too many people have waited and somebody else doing it. And like... I hope for the starts, but I, I then hope that the other players don't think, all oh, right, he, he's got to do this. Do you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it's, we've got to just believe in Marcel. So I think it's actually me speaking about Forrest. I think, Robert, we've spoken a, a long a long on this podcast. A guy who I think we've got something to create something now is Tumble. Um, I think he's, he's always going to create something. His passes are his distribution for me is amazing. He's, he picks out these wee passes, the wee flicks. You're always, and I think that's why the Wyatt Ward maybe plays well because he's always looking for him. He's always putting the balls through him. And I think that's an angle we can go through through the game through Tumble. Tumble, Forrest, and um, Edward, and Elanusi. If that's your front four, I think it causes a lot of threat to him. I liked how Edward and Forrest linked up against St. Martin, given goes. Um, because Edward's dropping deep and Forrest is running in behind, which I think we've lacked this season as well. Somebody running behind Edward. And I think that's where you you could stretch a game with that front four, if that's the tactics it goes with. And I, I'm honestly confident that we'll beat them. As I said, we just need to be more clinical in front of goal and take our chances and always be switched on at the back because defensively... We're not the, the greatest at corners and free kicks and that and boss coming into the box, but I think that with their tactics to just try and get boys into the box as early as quickly as they can. I don't think the last twice we've played them really, I can't remember them creating numerous amounts of chances. I think we've been quite comfortable defensively in open play. It's just corner kicks and close balls. We just need to be a bit more switched on. I think that's something John all season and it's a set pieces. Um, I think if we cut them out, we've got a far better chance of doing something up the forward then because defensively, uh, set pieces have been very poor. Uh, it's been Celtic's weakness all season for day one, isn't it? But regarding Turnbull, if he's playing, I, I hope he's no very rigid and playing disciplined in the position. I want him to go and express himself and grab the game by the, the scruff of the neck and just fucking go at them. Definitely. It's, ah, he's a fantastic player. He's a very good player, but I want to see him to go on the better things. Um, I think he can get a lot better. And he might be another one. If he keeps progressing, he might be another one be able to sell one for fun door. Um, I tumble Joe. We've spoken about a lot. I don't know your thoughts on him, but um, I'm guessing it's probably the same as us that he's a very, very top talent. He's got all the attributes, and like we're, we're seeing the best of him. Well, 
we're seeing what he can produce. But again, seeing the settled team, Robert touched on it earlier. See if he knows the runs Edwards doing, and he's played three, four, five games with players, and he knows where their where their movement is. That's that's half the battle. When when you're chopping and changing every week, and a guy goes long all the time and short, you you get to know the way guys play. And I, like Elna he's starting to come into a game, and he's other link-up plays are starting to it's starting to happen the way it should be happening, but. To me, that's because the team settled a wee bit rather than like obviously that they're, they're chopping. You know yourself, it's hard, it's really hard. And if it's the same guy in front of you all the time, you, you, you build up an understanding. Robert says earlier about Forrest and Edward, but they two have played together for a number of years now, and it, it worked the other day. But they've done that probably for the last three, four, five, however long he's been there, Edward, four years, whatever. It, it, they, they get an understanding and it just clicks into play again it's, it's hard it is hard um, I, I think it's obviously playing football ourselves guys you understand that when you do play with guys Robert you do get to know players and especially if he's a striker midfielders you know that they know you're going to make that run or whatever else so it's definitely something recently I've seen as well as, as you mentioned that the more these guys are playing together, things are starting to click and hopefully it's clicking at the right time. Obviously, it should have, hopefully it should have clicked <laughs> months ago, but come to the end of the season, we've still got a big kind of four or five games to go. I will get, well, as we say, there could be a manager sitting in the stands or sitting at home watching and these players are playing for their futures. Um, let's be honest, we, we've fucked up the season so far, so let's not try and fuck up the Scottish Cup. And we've won it the last four years, so I'd like to see it for a year in a row because it's the oldest um, cup in Scottish football and Scottish football. So we like to obviously win trophies, and I think it's set a marker if you go there and win on Sunday for next season mm-hmm. to say to them, by the way, we're there and we're there to take that title straight back in our I think we're only lacking two or three players, mate, to make us a good team again, to be honest with you. I think it's generally the same as the way Rodgers was. If you get a good manager, I think it's a better team. Um, I know Lennon done had these good points for us, but a better manager wins the league this year, in my opinion. That's just, well, I think it's most of the fans' opinions. Um, obviously, for the game of Sunday, John, key men, I always say, I know Scott Brown's coming to the end of Celtic, but I always say if Scott Brown plays well, Celtic play well, I think Scott Brown's still got something to give us at the end of the season. And, I feel why he's a good performance because it could be it could be his last game in the Scottish Cup, so he's maybe why a good bear and a high. This could be Scott Brown's um last big game for Celtic on Sunday. Hopefully it's no. Um just says it would be fitting for him to, to leave Celtic with a trophy at the end of the season. Or what he's, he's done for the club. Um, the club's done well with him. I know he's been handsomely played, uh, don't forget, for the last 14 years. Uh, but for the four million, whatever Celtic paid, there's definitely value for money through him anyway. But Seamus Turnbull, hope Scott Brown grabs a game with his Crawford and Egg on Sunday. As we've always kind of said, if Scott Brown plays well, Celtic win. 
this season, that's not been so true, but I thought he played well the last game, to be fair with you. Um, uh, he was quietly confident in everything he'd done. Simple. Still a big player for Celtic, as I say. Hopefully, it's not his last big game. I'm the same as you. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 